Grace be unto you and peace, peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God that was assigned for our meditation for this fifth in our midweek Lenten services is recorded for us in the Gospel of John, reading two verses from John chapter 6. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. That is God's word. These are turbulent times for us as Americans, but they're not the first turbulent times. I recall 9-11, and many of you probably do too. And ever since 9-11 and the war on terror began, we have welcomed home and honored many of the veterans who have served our country on the battlefield in Iraq and also Afghanistan. And we honor them by welcoming them home with parades, maybe by offering them our first class seat on an air flight, maybe just buying them a cup of coffee or lunch. Yes, sometimes we honor them simply by shaking their hand and thanking them for their service. Those veterans deserve that and so much more. They were willing to lay down their life for our freedom, and many of them have done so. Do you know the same thing happened to Jesus, our Savior, our mighty warrior who came to fight our battles? You see, when he came to this world on the mission that his Father had given him, many turned their backs on him and did not honor him. John plainly tells us from this time on, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Now the reason I mention this is because there was a time when Americans did not honor some of the vets. Things were different during the Vietnam War. See, there were people who did not support the mission of those soldiers. And so while our soldiers were fighting in the jungles of Southeast Asia, some Americans were protesting that war on the streets in America. And when those soldiers came home, they often had to hide instead of being honored. Some people actually spit on them when they returned, and, and some even called them terrible names. It was so sad that in many ways, and for a long time, our country turned its back on those warriors who had returned. Jesus said this, From this time on, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Why would Jesus' disciples turn their back on him? And when we think about that, what was the moment in time when many of them began to do that? Well, if you read all of John chapter 6, you find the answer. You see, Jesus had just finished feeding the 5,000 with a few loaves of bread and with a few fish. And when he had finished that amazing miracle, many of the people began to think in their heart, which Jesus saw, that he could be made their earthly king. That if he were only their king, they would have all the bread that they needed for life. And if he had the power to do this miracle, he surely had the power to drive the Romans from their country and then established his own throne in Jerusalem. But that was not Jesus' mission. He did not come here to be a bread king 
Oh, to be sure, he healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, and yes, he fed the hungry. But the mission on which his father had sent him was to die. To die so that sinners like us could go to heaven. But when these people who were following Jesus realized that he was not going to open up a drive through restaurant for them, and that he wasn't going to lead a revolt against the Romans. They turned their back on him. They no longer followed him. And it's at this point Jesus then turned to his inner circle of disciples and asked this question. You don't want to leave too, do you? Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. Now we know, and by the grace of God, we believe in Peter's answer too. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God who came to save us. And we know how he saved us. He was rejected, not just by men. He was also rejected by his own Father in heaven. That's what was happening on the cross when Jesus cried out in agony, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? At that very moment, the father turned his back on his son and made him taste the suffering and agony of hell so that sinners like us would not have to do that. We also believe that through his word of life, Jesus creates faith in our hearts. And by that faith, then we receive the everlasting life that he won. You see, if you reject Jesus and, and turn your back on that warrior... Who's left to defend you against the attacks of a guilty conscience or the attacks by Satan in the hour of temptation? Who will be the warrior who will defeat the grave for you and bring you to heaven? If left to yourself, your future is only eternal damnation. So we too confess with Peter, Jesus, you are the Son of God. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And do you remember when you confessed that faith publicly? For many of us, that happened on our Confirmation Sunday. You see, before our fellow Christians, we too confess that by the grace of God and through the power of his word, we believe that Jesus is our mighty warrior who conquered our enemies for us and that in him alone we have the hope of eternal life. And then having confessed our faith in Jesus just like Peter, we then also made a promise to our Savior that by the grace of God we would never turn our backs on him, that we would never reject him as the Savior. And by the grace of God, many have kept that promise. But sadly, all too often, many don't. Statistics show that two out of every three they reject Jesus by the time they're finished with college. Rather than hold on to their faith in Jesus and then ask God for strength to keep their promise to be faithful, like those disciples in the Gospel account, they turned their backs on Jesus and left. And they not only turn their backs on the promises that they made to Jesus on their confirmation day, they also turn their backs on the promises that Jesus made to them. As we think about those statistics, we pray, may this never happen to us, 
Lord, always keep us faithful in the confession of Peter. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And if you are one of those who has failed in the promise you made on Confirmation Day, what now? It's never too late. It's never too late to turn back and turn to your Savior, no matter how far you have strayed. Because like in the parable of the prodigal son, our Heavenly Father is watching and waiting for you. And when you turn back, he will run to welcome you home. You see, even though from time to time we may turn our backs on the Savior, our Heavenly Father will never turn his back on us. I'm so glad that over the years it's changed how we've treated the veterans of the Vietnam War. They deserve our honor and thanks too. And so as they march by in the parade, stand and applaud their service. And, and, and yes, if you have a chance, buy them lunch or simply shake their hand and tell them thank you for the sacrifice you made. And isn't that why we gather for worship? Whether it's together in God's house or whether it's through a worship service that's being streamed live or whether it's simply at your family altar at home. God's word has power. And through that word, he creates and strengthens us in our faith so that we too may turn to Jesus and thank him for his service, for being our mighty warrior. Amen.